Welcome back to another episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. I'm Robert, and Mike, he is still fired and won't be returning anytime soon. So, Robert, Robert, this is, this is President-elect Donald Trump. Oh my I'm God. here to tell you that I want you to rehire Mike. That boy, I think you should hire him. He's hired. Jesus. I want him for my LLMP podcast. So clearly Mike has hacked into the LLMP podcast. Uh, I guess he's Russian or something like that. Um, but I guess sh- I think we'll let him come back just for this one episode. We'll see how things go. Um, so number one question, Mike, then, if you're going to come back, where can the listeners find us? Oh, Robert, the listeners can find us where where we've always been, hiding in plain sight on Twitter at LLMP Podcast, on our website, LLPpodcast.com, or, and also, you should be subscribing to the podcast on iTunes. That's where you get automatic delivery of our episodes every week. Pretty sweet. And if you're not an Apple user, though, you can find us on SoundCloud as well at soundcloud.com slash podcast. So, Mike. So, Robert. What are we going to talk about since you've uh, obviously couldn't do without this podcast? Well, it's uh, the beginning of 2017. It's a fresh new start to the new year. Uh, we're feeling pretty optimistic. So I think we should, um, the first thing we should do is take a lot of steps back and review 2016 let's look backwards instead of forward well 2016 was a very interesting year and i've i've kind of been like looking i was scrolling through twitter over the last few days just trying to to see kind of what the the reactions been on you know the new year and whatnot and it seems like everybody either thinks it was like the best year or the worst year Nothing in between. Not too <laughs> much of a middle ground there. No, nothing at all. It's kind of funny that way. Obviously, you know which people think it was the worst year in history. Um, but and I'm sure we'll get into that. But let's um, let's start with January 2016. Mike, uh, what went down in January? Let's see. Uh, we've, uh, we've carefully cultivated a list here at the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast um, of events over the past year. So January... Let's see. We had uh, Flint, Michigan. That happened. State of emergency. Um, that was that was pretty intense. Yeah. Well, you know that's actually kind of funny. Um, <laughs> Flint, Michigan has always been there, Mike. Uh, so I don't know what you were talking <laughs> about. But uh, the water oh, crisis. Well, it it the water crisis, and then everyone took notice of Flint, Michigan, which you know I'm sure made Michael Moore pretty happy. Isn't that his birthplace? Well, I don't know. Honestly, I don't like Michael Moore much, so I don't really do my research on him. Um, I don't either, but he, I just know he's like a Michigan person somehow. He's connected to Michigan. Well, there you go. I think Flint, Flint is um, it's a suburb of Detroit, right? Yes. I, think I that's thought right all then. of Michigan was a suburb of Detroit. No, there are actually a couple of nice places in Michigan. <laughs> just not anywhere around Detroit. Huh. So, yeah, we got we had the state of emergency there. Um, let's see. What else did we have going on in January? Um, we had the Oscar boycott. For uh, for the Oscars being um, racist, oh, and you know? it Oscars too white. Well, I forget what the hashtag on that was, but it was so stupid. Hashtag Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, Oscars the Grouch. My, I mean, that's one hundred percent right. You know, Chris Rock, I I believe was the host, was he not? How was it too white? I don't know. I he, don't know, but he um, did a, uh, we, a spent com- a, we spent a lot of time talking about that. I remember not yeah. us in particular, but just the the national scene yeah kind of ridiculous i mean his uh his comedy routine one of them was called bigger and blacker so clearly it wasn't too white true good points and then of course we had the uh 
the Academy of the Motion Picture Arts and Sciences um, trying to increase their diversity efforts. Um, that, that all took place January 2016. Busy month. Yeah, that was a busy month. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Flint thing a little bit. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, pretty much what what happened there, right? Was just a they just found a whole bunch of uh, whole bunch of lead in the water, isn't that right? Yeah, a bunch of a bunch of non potable water for the city's residents. Well, how? I mean, I think they recently didn't they recently indict some people on that. Yeah, I think so. It's. I know. I think they're saying that even still, that the the water crisis isn't isn't fully resolved, and there's still areas that are not able to get clean drinking water in the city, well, even I, right now. I guess they've got something to look forward to then in 2017. It's a optimistic start. Yeah, clean clean drinking water for the people of Flint coming January 2020, maybe. I don't know coming about 2017. <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs> but how, apparently they found out, I guess, um, with a whole bunch of people in Flint, a bunch of residents developed a whole bunch of rashes, they lost a lot of hair, and then all of a sudden they had huge amounts of, of health issues with their residents. And I guess they found out that it wasn't safe to drink. But did you see the, the, uh, the water that these people were like showing um, the news agencies? It was oh, like, yeah, it was pretty nasty looking. It was like orange. It looked like <laughs> rust orange. Like, how in the hell would you ever think, oh, you know what? That's fucking safe to drink. It looks like the uh, water that came out of my sink in my freshman room in college with yeah. the rusty pipes from the from the early 1900s. Well, that's kind of gross. Um, it, was, it was pretty gross. I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't drink that either. Did you ever go to summer camp as a kid, Robert? I did. Did you ever like have that like? Well, I don't know what kind of summer camps you went to, but did you ever have that like nasty summer camp water that always like tasted like and smelled like sulfur? No, no. Yeah, you probably went to some nicer summer camps than I did then. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I remember from summer camp as a kid. So it's just like nasty sulfur water that you just basically had to choke down, and it would never get like cold. So it's just like warm sulfur water. Mm. Pretty All gross. I remember from camp is the sun. It was hot. It was really hot. Just burning you left and right it just was awful summer yeah, camps and then, suck. then you have that warm sulfur water to cool you down yeah again i didn't have that so <laughs> you know obviously mine was not in flint michigan mine was in texas i know that's true you probably had like fresh like cold bottle water straight from the ozarks as a matter of fact i believe all the running <laughs> water was provided by ozarka what yeah running water provided by ozarka there it is Ozarka, 100% natural spring water. Please send us money after that plug, please. Boom. There it is. So we, so you can support this podcast that you've come to love so much, so dearly. <laughs> okay, enough about water. It's getting boring. Yeah. So summer camp, summer camp water versus the Flint, Michigan water. Yeah, that was a thing. All right. So anyways, that Flint, Flint, water, Michigan, that happened January uh, we spent a lot of time in January talking about that. It's obviously still a topic today. The Oscars, that was a bunch of nonsense. No one really, you know, paid too much attention to that. Although it did take up a lot of airtime for a couple of weeks. Let's let's progress. We have a lot of months to cover in twenty sixteen. What else what else happened? What happened in February, Robert? Boy, what didn't happen in February other than the actual to kind of segue with the Flint thing. Um, they actually started the investigation the FBI did into the city themselves after that. So that was really one of the biggest um, stories. But another huge story was, of course, the Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia dying on the 13th of February. 
um, which caused a shitstorm of BS politics to go on right after he died. I mean, no mourning process for the poor man. It was 100% all about trying to replace him after that. Um, then, of course, you know, Jeb withdrew from the presidential race, which is probably good. Um, let's see here. Surprised he had the energy to make it to February. I know. Poor low energy <laughs> Jeb. Um, you know, and then of course Super Bowl happened, but I don't really care about Denver or Carolina, so we that's we can just skip that part. I don't really care about football, so yeah, I'm good with that. All right, well then let's uh we can talk more about the Supreme Court thing. That's really it. Yeah. I mean obviously yeah. we're that's still going through that right now. In the uh in the wake of the him, that's uh isn't that who Obama may? had uh, presented Merrick Garland for as the replacement for Scalia. Correct. Correct. Almost immediately. Yeah, there was like no no downtime. Yeah. And then of course what happened after that was the Senate obviously had vowed to deny the Supreme Court nomination to even happen. Um, <laughs> Cuz they were flat out weren't going to vote on it. Right. And uh yeah, definitely stalled all the way through and that will definitely be on Trump's plate coming up here in a few short weeks. Yeah, you know what? And obviously it really paid off for the Republicans in, in that situation. Yeah. You well, know? Yeah, definitely. Because they said, "Well, let's let's let the uh, the voters decide who they want to who they want to put in there." And you know what? It, By golly, they did. Yeah, it's it's worked for them. Um, so, well, that's cool. Um, and of course, poor Jeb. Do you think <laughs> Jeb ever had a chance in hell? Uh yeah, I think I think until he. Um, I think until he had to perform like on the debate stage and go up against Trump. And honestly, like obviously hindsight's 2020, I think if he, if he was a, if he was a different sort of personality, he would have had a chance. But I mean, if he could have combated Trump as if, if anyone could have, you know, found it to, to go head to head with him during the primary season, they would have done better. So maybe who knows? We'll never know. I just think Jeb, was overshadowed, of course, by his brother. There was no chance for him to ever, ever win anything, any court sign kind of support. Even with Republicans, there was no way. I don't. I don't even think that was. I really don't think that was as big of the problem. Was the fact that Trump just made him look like a man child in front of, like Trump, who Trump, by all accounts acted like a man child himself, you. but made Jeb look like a man child in front of the entire country. So, yeah. Well, you know. Trump did, I mean, gosh, his nicknames. We should actually have done like a whole nickname thing at some point, you know, <laughs> because God, he Maybe had... we'll do that to celebrate the inauguration. <laughs> we'll run down the nickname list. That that would be hilarious. <laughs> we'll put that, we'll, we'll put that on the docket. All right. Good, 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 good. We got, we got to, we've got to do that. <laughs> Boom. Done. Okay. So what else do we have other than, of course, those big stories, um, Valentine's Day took place in February in 2016. Well, you're married, so maybe that's why you understand that and know that holiday, but I'm not. I'm single, so I don't give a shit. I <laughs> uh, just one of the jaded folks. Uh, I'm not jaded. I just don't care. There's a difference, Mike. Yeah, well, I'm on that train, too. I don't think we celebrate. I don't think we celebrate that in our household. You better. Not, <laughs> probably a bad thing. You I'll better. probably learn to celebrate it in a few years. Yeah, I don't want to see uh, you and your wife on an episode of Snapped. <laughs> my wife will love that she's a huge <laughs> fan of snapped <laughs> that would be very bad news mike i would hate to see that should be disconcerting for me of course you know that show? <laughs> since we we're not 100 percent that you can be back on the life liberty and pursuit <laughs> podcast but if you are i would really what hate do you to mean i thought i was back no Did you're we... back for today 
just in Back case. For today. This is oh, this man. is like this is like your audition tape, Mike. This is like your audition to come back. Yeah, you're gonna replace me with Canada. Ugh. It maybe may it would definitely give us a different point of view <laughs> if we went with the Canadian versus you. Oh my gosh, things are escalating rather quickly. That's true. They are. Speaking of big things, let's go on to March. 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 St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, of course. The biggest story, though, of course, was Trump winning bigly on <laughs> Super Tuesday. That's oh, by yes. far. Because, I, I mean, I just, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. Nobody did. You Nobody know? saw that coming. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. And, of course, you know, with that, you know, sleepy Ben Carson and little Marco uh, both dropped out. Oh, by the wayside. Yep. You know, which is kind of funny. But Cruz and Kasich stayed in. I don't know why but whatever uh um, Kasich Kasich really like ruined that whole deal that man had a less than a shot than anyone but he was just the one who stayed in the longest for the like in in, uh, in LLMP podcast nomenclature Kasich was super stupid with his <laughs> with his uh with his approach there I don't know what that man's end game was I don't I don't know either but I you know what I kind of liked him though I I thought like a Rubio Kasich ticket would have done pretty well. I think so. You know, because Kasich could have could have taken a lot of the swing states, I think, because of what he's done for Ohio. I don't dislike the man. I just don't know why he was still staying in the race at that point. Well, what else did he have to do? Well, that was that's what was frustrating for me because at that point, Cruz still had a little bit of a path to overtake Trump, and for the folks, especially like myself, who were very very disenchanted with the idea of a Trump nominee. That was very frustrating to watch Kasich still mire and muck things up along the way with zero shot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't mind it too much. I liked, I, I don't know. kind of, I guess kept Trump in like a combative mood. So he wasn't like <laughs> sitting back and relaxing and saying, I've got the nomination, even though he did have the nomination, at least he had to still fight a little bit for it. I kind of like that part of it. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. You know, so didn't have it sewed up all the way. Well, he did. He <laughs> did. But I mean, if he's, he's just, he still had to put on a bit of a show, though. Yeah, he's a showman. That's what he likes to do anyway. So why wouldn't he want to? Yeah, true. That's a good so, point. What else happened in March, Mike? What else happened in March? I mean, really, 2016. I feel like a lot of our is really gonna. Uh, really going to kind of profile the the trajectory of the election because that that was a huge story that went you know that that persisted all throughout the year but what else happened in march um i don't know what else did what else was big in march robert well one of the big things was the u.s women's national team soccer wise anyway filing suit against u.s soccer for unequal pay pretty much is what it was because they're making four times less than the men's players hmm um, who pay? Who pays the national teams? I honestly don't know. I think it's its own entity. Like, is yeah, is it or is it from sponsorships or who pays those? Well, I'm sure it's. I'm sure a lot of it is sponsorship, but it's it's like any other um, any other league, you mm-hmm. know. So uh, it's and not government subsidized. I'll tell you that much. Isn't wasn't women's soccer like didn't weren't they doing like way better than the men's teams? I mean, I don't really follow, but I seem to remember hearing that. Well, yeah, a lot of times the women are like, uh, you know, in the hunt for the championships, whether it be like the World Cup or something like that, whereas the men usually aren't. Um, mm. But the men's, obvi- the men's team still brings in a crap ton more money. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's like every it's like every other sports thing. Like, how can you how can you say that you deserve four times more pay when you're not bringing in any of the revenue? Like, you're bringing right. in some, and that's why you're still making a very good living. But until you start bringing in, you know, tens of twenty million dollars a year, just hey. you, do you deserve it? No. Well, it's like yeah, it's just like anything else in business. You have to justify the expense, and if there's no revenue to justify the, the expenditure on the team salaries, then yeah, it makes it super stupid to pay. Well, yeah, and now of course you know since this is obviously the last couple of months, but with the women's U.S. soccer, um, with that idiot Megan Rapinoe who's gone on a fucking Colin Kaepernick style rant, um, I'm kind of glad she's getting paid less. She doesn't deserve Ka- it. A Kaepernick copycat? Yeah. Yeah. A sympathizer. A, is what, a sympathizer is what I... Well, Kaepernick, that's kind of good, actually. Yeah, but I would, <laughs> I would have called her a sympathizer, but that works. That works perfectly. You know, so maybe they don't uh, don't deserve it. Of course, Hope Solo got into some... Uh, was it a domestic violence sort of situation? So, U.S. Women's National Team is... Um, they're thugs. They're thugging. Yeah, they're like the NFL. They're just thugs. They're out there, <laughs> you know, just, just mixing it up. <laughs> I blame Ronda Rousey. She got she got everyone interested in like knuckles up. So and she got her ass kicked the other night. Did she? Like super ass kicked. Oh man, I didn't see that coming. Everyone was talking about her big comeback. I mean, I don't follow UFC either, but well, I don't either. But I did watch part of the uh, the news, and that was on it. Yeah, she got smoked. Ugh, Rousey. But you know what? Someone who did the smoking in April, of course, Villanova beat University of North Carolina in the finals. That was of awesome. the NCAA basketball tournament. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. I'm always I'm a I'm a huge fan anytime Duke doesn't win. <laughs> well, Duke wasn't in the finals. It was North Carolina <laughs> and Villanova. But <laughs> I know. It's pretty exciting for me because I don't like Duke. Why don't you like Duke? Just to uh I don't know. They've they're like the darlings of the NCAA, so Oh, I thought it might have been that false rape story that was on Duke's campus a couple years ago that maybe you thought they were all rapists. Uh no. Just <laughs> the fact that they're constantly constantly in the uh the limelight for their basketball and uh that's annoying to me. Yeah, well you know, what's, a lot that, of what's that coach's name? They have that that one coach. Coach K. There he is. He, you know what? Actually he was the coach of the men's US Olympic team. Huh. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, wonder, I wonder if he preferred uh, working with uh, NBA basketball players or those college kids. I can't imagine he'd like to work with NBA players over college kids because college kids you can actually mold and those million-dollar egos or just tell you what to do. That's probably true. He's he's definitely got his own like little fiefdom there at Duke. So Of course he does. Why? I mean, <laughs> who would want to give that up? Huge, not, huge not program. Not that it didn't work for it. I'm not trying to apply that, but... No, very successful program. Yeah. You know? So, next on in April, what happened? Tub- Tubman on the 20. Tubman on the 20. Tubman on the 20 in 2020, actually. Oh. Look at that. Who knew? Who knew? You know, a little bit of poetry there. Yeah. So, old Harriet Tubman is going to replace Andrew Jackson on the 20. Do, mm. you, do you agree with that, Andrew Mike? J- I don't know. I don't agree with it just because, uh, first of all, I don't I don't know why we have to replace Andrew Jackson. I don't know why we have to replace anybody on any of them, uh, any of our money. Uh, I think it's kind of really silly that we have to spend a lot of money just to replace pictures on our money. 
Like, I don't really agree with any of it. So, so you don't you? agree with spending money to replace pictures on money? No, I think that's really silly. It kind of is. But the reason you have to keep really printing different money is to stop counterfeiting, if you is, think about it. Is that such a concern anymore? Yeah, it is. With with the with cash just dying off even more each year in electronic and know, obviously we got an we got in an argument not too long ago about cash and how you don't believe that cash is good uh, and what? nobody uses cash anymore everybody uses credit cards in reality a lot of people still use cash yeah drug dealers Robert <laughs> so be it <laughs> <laughs> drug dealers use cash all right enough of that enough of that. <laughs> So May, what happened in May? Um, what <laughs> what did happen in May? Let's see. Cruz and Kasich finally dropped out. So they lasted another two months after Super Tuesday. Yeah, what a super disappointment for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, Kasich. So obviously, with the tr- with the dropouts there, Trump was pretty much going to be the nominee, no matter what. Presumptive nominee. Amen, sir. Amen. So, but I'm getting ahead of myself. You are. You're always getting ahead of yourself. We're only in May. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're assuming and remember next week that you're going to be involved in this podcast. Oh dear. So, don't get ahead of yourself, Mike. Things can oh, happen. Always put me in my place. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest stories, though, of May was that the first officer was found not guilty in Freddie Gray ca- in the Freddie Gray case. Mm, yeah, that was huge. You know, they caused a bunch of riots. Well, guess what? Not guilty. Was not guilty of murder. Surprise, surprise. Liberal media, again, is pushing a narrative that doesn't exist. (laughs) But it's okay. It's okay. It's not the first time. It won't be the last. Yeah, May really kind of seemed like it was setting the stage for the summer of the police brutality discussion and police shootings and on both ends, police shooting unarmed individuals and armed individuals shooting and killing police that persisted all through the summer and into the fall. True. True. So that, that kind of was uh, setting the stage for that. Yeah. So May was big. It's a huge month. May was big. Um, but of course, June could have been even bigger, even bigger, because That's- hell officially froze over <laughs> when Paul Ryan endorsed Donald Trump. Yeah, nobody uh, nobody really saw that coming. Well, I mean, we we saw it coming. It had to have happened. You know, he kind of he kind of tiptoed back a couple of times, but you know, he had to give the endorsement. He had to. Yeah, but they uh, he sure he sure tried his best to make it seem like he wasn't going to. Well, yeah, because he wanted to he wanted to appease the other you know Republican elites, if you will, the ones that still to this day hate Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's good points. What else? Well, we had Brexit. Brexit. The world ended with Brexit. Or the world begun. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That's it's two ways to look on that, really. You know, I'd say nationalism finally kind of came back, and this globalism BS is is dying. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just kind of, it is a little bit surprising, especially with everything that went on with Greece and I guess still continues to go on. And just all of, you know, Italy and all of the other countries that are kind of in the EU. It's surprising that some of the more 
I guess, stable nations are taking so long to kind of wake up and that Brexit took this long. I don't know. In my mind, in my mind it is. Anyways. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, everybody, you know, all the pundits think that it catapulted America into the Donald Trump era, if you will. Um, maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Um, let's see. What happened? Uh, what happened to Stanford? Um, did, do you know anything about that, Mike, in June? Oh, the Stanford with uh, Brock Turner? Yeah. That son of a bitch. Yeah, kind of unbelievable, showing that uh, we are probably still a little bit behind the, the times when it comes to uh, sexual assaults and, and uh, the, the punishments that are in place there, because that was, that was ridiculous, that whole thing. Yeah, six months. Shameful, really. Six months for sexually assaulting an unconscious woman. Yep. You know? Well, it, it definitely ties back. I mean, it ties back in a little bit on a, a, a slightly different side to we talked about politics and sports and you know how we don't how we don't think uh, athletes should be out there throwing around their their political views and it you know this just goes to show i mean this kid isn't even a professional athlete but uh, i think it's no secret that college athletes also get all kinds of special treatment uh case in point here but i mean which they obviously shouldn't and that's a whole that's a whole other subject oh yeah you know priv- privilege for celebrities and athletes yeah that 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 is true. Um, another thing in June, we had a terrorist attack, and I'm not afraid to say that terrorist attack in Orlando. Yeah, the Pulse uh, Pulse nightclub shooting that took everybody uh, by surprise. And um, was that before? Was that before? Um, or that was that that was after? Wasn't it the uh, the California shooting? It was. It was. Yeah. Which they also claim was not Islamic terrorism, but clearly it was. I think that's i was gonna say hasn't that been obviously you know most people saw that right away but the official story kind of lagged it hasn't that been debunked though aren't they on board with the terrorist label at this point they're still not calling it a terrorist act oh wow okay so you know it, it's going so far to it, pulse anyway you know when the tape came out because you know the the shooter actually called 911 right so after when he called 911 he, he was talking about, you know, Allah in the Islamic State. And the FBI and the DOJ scrubbed that entire call of anything, of terrorism, Allah, Islam, everything. Scrubbed it. Why do you think that's, why is that taking place, Robert? Why I don't do you know. Think, like, what, what possibly is the point of that, that kind of subterfuge on the point of the government? Well, I, I think it's, it's partly because... Um, you know, the Democrats, anyway, we'll blame this on them. At least I'm going to. The Democrats don't want to really lose another um, group of people. So the, what I mean by that, Mike, is that, you know, Islam and Black Lives Matter and um, gay and all this other crap that the Democrats, you know, firmly believe in and they think that, you know, is the greatest thing on, on the planet, if they realize that the Islamic people are, are just absolutely hate homosexuals and are out to kill them one by one, they're going to lose one or, one or two of those groups. And I really truly believe that's their biggest issue, is they don't want fighting in between their, their, um, their constituents. And mm-hmm. so they're going to try to scrub that to make sure that people don't think that, you know what, he was a Muslim and he hated gay people, so he went and shot, I don't even know how many people. It was a lot. It was a lot of people. And that's been proven at this point that it because he was a Muslim. Right. 
You know, that that's what I think their biggest issue is. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's an interesting point. I was going to say, like, I don't know if it was like, I don't know if you can argue that it's like a mis, some kind of like misguided sense of like trying to protect like America and trying to make them feel safer. And so like, oh, this is an isolated incident. It's not linked to terrorism. But I mean, that seems naive. Well, that's exactly almost really, I would say the motivation of what I just said, though. You yeah, know? but well, with with kind of the with kind of your theory and what you're laying behind there, there's uh, um, there's more of a purpose to the narrative that's not more that's you know less altruistic and and idealistic. So, well, true, I guess I don't know. Anyway, anyways, it's, it's partly curious, the media's fault so. too. The media won't report it either. No, of course not. So yeah, we had polls, and that was huge. Um, because we also had we also had the shooting out in California. We had the the Paris shootings also. Mm-hmm. So you, you had a know. whole bunch of, of terrorist acts that government re- governments plural, not just ours, refuse to call them terrorist acts. Right. Which is ridiculous. Let's just call it what it is. Absolutely, for sure. All right, I'm I'm done June. with June. <laughs> June June's in the bag. Let's see what happened in July. July didn't July didn't get any better because July is when we had the the Dallas shooting on, with the police officers yep. as well as Louisiana. So that July was pretty dark. Yep. Uh, overshadowed by those events for sure. Of course, you know, on that same, you know, violent behavior, there was terrorism again in France during the Bastille Day celebration. The man driving the truck killing at least 85 people. I'm sure that has actually gone up since the news story first ran, but killing 85 people and injuring over 200 other people. Yeah, July was just a, July was a terrible month. Um, We hinted a moment ago, just kind of about the the summer of police tragedies. And then, yeah, that really kicked off in full effect in July with the, with the Dallas and and, and, uh, Baton Rouge. So that was awful. Yep. And then of course the FBI decided not to charge Hillary. So this was like the first time, though, right? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they kind of they kind of flip flopped quite a bit. This was the, the first the year. Yeah, the first time she they decided not <laughs> to charge Hillary Clinton. Gotcha. Okay, just wanted to be clear there. Which, of course, you know that same month set her up to becoming what, Mike? The Democratic nominee for president. What was so special about her becoming the nominee? She's a, she was the first woman. The first woman ever to be nominated by a major party for the president of the United States. Boom. Making Bill the first man to support the first woman. Right. Hashtag Dominant. I'm with her. <laughs> nope. Not with her. Not even close. But the popular vote was with her, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that doesn't matter. And thank <laughs> you, Jesus. Right on. Here I am putting religion into our podcast. Well, that's okay, Oops. Robert. We're not athletes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I, yes, we are. <laughs> we're we're ex-athletes. <laughs> it's not it's not the same. Oh uh, yeah, it's not. You're right. Damn it. That's right. Boom. Win for the win for the podcast. We can talk about whatever we want still. <laughs> <laughs> Again with this we. I I don't know. I don't know. Might be me, not necessarily we, but whatever. Uh, continue, continue, Mike. Again, you're on your uh, you're on your interview here, so uh, take it away for August. Then let's get out of July since it was a terrible month. Yeah, so August we lightened things up. We had the Olympics. 
That was nice. Um, I think everybody missed shirtless Putin. That was kind of a shame um, this time <laughs> around. But what I, I are you going to do? I don't know. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Killing it. Crushing it. Making us all believe that we do have an inner athlete inside of us. Even though some of ours, mine, has been long dead. <laughs> mine too. But of course, we you know we got brought down, or we got brought... Wow, I can't talk either today. We got brought back down to earth by Ryan Lochte's wonderful Ryan story. Ryan Lochte. <laughs> what an idiot. Two swimming bookends to the Olympics. <laughs> Michael Phelps' awe-inspiring performances and just, you know, comeback stories, you know, there. And then Ryan Lochte just throwing away everything for a drunken night out on the town. Yeah. Hashtag super stupid. Hashtag super stupid. <laughs> hashtag Ryan Lochte. Hashtag Summer Olympics. I've got a funny feeling that that's not our last Ryan Lochte hashtag super stupid moment. <laughs> I'm just throwing no. that out there. No, I don't think so. I think Ryan, I think he probably has a lot of stupid tucked away for later. <laughs> <laughs> he might be the dumbest human being known to man, honestly. Uh, but uh, yeah, he can, uh, I guess he can, uh, he knows his way around a swimming pool. Yeah, uh, he won some gold medals in the past, right? Yeah, you know, so there's there's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, another another problem was Zika. You know, that's why a lot of these Olympians decided they weren't going to go. Yeah, a lot of people made. Yeah, leading up to the Olympics, there was all kinds of controversy regarding the health and safety of the Olympians, which yeah. a lot of a lot of Olympians who kind of were you know second guessing their appearance in uh, Rio, they got ridiculed pretty hard. Yeah, and then the ones that didn't go actually regretted it because no athlete got Zika. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know. You, it's one of those things. There was a lot of a lot of heavy reporting about that, and we've come to hear even more about Zika now, especially since it's broached. It's you know hit the United States, and especially where we are in, in Texas, it's you know it's there's reported cases now, confirmed cases of of Zika. So it's yeah. it's I don't think it's anything necessarily to laugh at anymore. But you know, at the time, it's it's a toss up. It's the Olympics, you know. You train yeah. your whole life for that. If I train for four to eight to 12 years to go to the freaking Olympics, I, I mean, I don't know, barring the not necessarily threat, but the absolute certainty of terrorism, I would probably still go. Yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, because I remember, it too, there was those new stories. They had, like, body parts washing up on the shore, like, where they were doing the, uh, like, uh, some of the rowing events. It was crazy. There was all kinds of crazy stuff happening, like in the weeks leading up to the Olympics. Well, yeah, but Brazil was broke. That's that's why they they didn't have the money. Yeah, but it was, it was still crazy. So, so yeah. All right. Well, the hell with it. September. September. Moving on. Moving on. We're rapidly closing it on uh, 2016. I know. What do you got for us in uh, September, Robert? Well, l let's put it this way: the funniest event in human history happened. <laughs> did i miss it no you didn't because we live tweeted it it was the first presidential debate that's right a rollicking night of comedy that Good was time. the most ridiculous night in history it was hilarious absolutely hilarious record viewership mm -hmm, mm -hmm. everybody was tuning in for that event no one exactly. no it was a must watch hashtag election night 2016 right or whatever the hell it was debate night 2016 debate night. there you go that's right 
Yeah, so of yeah. course, uh, old Crooked Hillary and Nutty Donald. <laughs> we got to come up with a nickname for him, I think. For Donald? Yeah. It's Donald. It's not the Donald, because that's bullshit. That's his own nickname for himself. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> it might be good, but <laughs> we need to think of a funny nickname, kind of like he f- thought of the funny nicknames for everybody else. I don't know. See, that's why he's so good at coming up with nicknames. We should just let him come up with his own. <laughs> we should just call him and be like, hey, Don, what's the best nickname you would give yourself? Right? If you if you were running against you, <laughs> try not to let that blow your mind, but what would you call yourself, <laughs> your opponent self? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um... <laughs> that would be some must-see TV. I would love to watch <laughs> Donald debate himself. I wouldn't. Although, uh, Jimmy Fallon did a really funny thing where Donald Trump was interviewing himself. So it was Trump being interviewed by Jimmy Fallon as Donald Trump. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty good. It is. It, it, I mean, it was great. It was fantastic. Oh, so, but it was fantastic. It was. It I was hope, great. I hope Fallon's finger is still doing okay. Yeah. I don't. How did he break it? Or cut it? Or huh? did he cut it off or something or what? Yeah, I don't remember. But he like almost severed a finger a while back. And it took him like a few weeks, I think. To recover i just i don't remember all the story i just remember that he almost severed his finger and they had to reattach it at the hospital wow that sucks it was, it was crazy and it was i don't i think it was something fairly innocuous i don't think he was like out like rollerblading with hatchets or anything like that it was i think maybe that was a story that he told but in reality <laughs> it was hillary who cut it because he was or she was pissed that he was a donald trump supporter uh, that could be although i don't think he was <laughs> Boom. But she jumps the gun a lot anyway. True. So So yeah, we had the first we had the first presidential debate and we that, had a, we honestly, had another good first. For me, I could have been done after number 1. But <laughs> True. But there were done no, with none, but they were they were good though. They were really good. So, but September had another first, Mike. Hit us. Well, I'm asking you if you know what it is first. I don't. You don't? I don't know. What was it? Congress overrode Obama's veto for the first time. The very end of his eighth year in power, and they just overrode a veto. That's interesting. But it was a stupid one. It was a really stupid one, because actually, and it pains me to say I agree with Barack on this one, it was um, Congress was allowing or was going to allow with legislation the families of the 9-11 victims to sue the Saudi Arabian government for, obviously, that tragedy. But I don't understand why you would want to sue Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia as a country, because it's never been proven anyway, that they are the ones that financed the operation. So how can you sue them for that? Why do they need permission from the American government to sue them? I don't know. That's my question. Like, I don't know. But it's, you know, it's, it's BS. The Saudis aren't going to pay them. True. And I don't, I don't want that to happen anyway, because what happens when you start suing governments left and right? That means these other idiots from other countries are going to start suing us. Suing America. Yeah, you're going to have Afghanis and Iraqis, actual terrorists and their families, suing the United States for killing one of their people. Yeah, that's messed up. Can't do that. You know, and if Barack had his way, we'd pay him. Oh, you know, that's right. You know, thank God he's going to be out of here in less than, what is it now, 18 days? Yeah. Monday the so- 2nd, 18 days, my friends. Do we have any more uh, speculation as to what he's going to do when he's out of office? Hopefully just nothing. <laughs> Hopefully he'll move to Hawaii and leave everyone alone. Go play golf. By the way, he's terrible at it, but go play golf. Really? He's had so much practice. Oh, my God. He's awful. 
If you see his golf swing, I mean, you've seen Charles Barkley, right? Yes. Barkley plays better than Obama. Can't miss him. He plays better than Obama. Oh, wow. Obama's a lefty, and in reality, like, if you look at baseball players, look at golfers, left-handed swinging players, they just look so natural. Obama looks like a train wreck. <laughs> he looks like his policies. Yeah. He really, <laughs> he really does, Mike. He really does. He resembles his time in office. Yeah. Speaking of train wrecks, government forcing the recall of the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Mm, interesting precedent sent there. Catching all of this shit on fire. <laughs> you know, like, have you flown recently, Mike? No, but I think I heard about that, right? Like, you can't have those devices on planes. Well, you can, but you have to turn them off. You cannot have them on. You cannot charge them. You can do nothing with that phone on the plane. Government are, mandated. Are the planes like are, they're coming around now, right? You could like use your phone on a plane now, right? You can't use your phone for calling because the cell towers won't ever link it up that high. Oh no, you no. can't. But you can use your like your iPhone or your Android or whatever in like airplane mode and still use Wi-Fi. I was gonna say they have Wi-Fi on yeah, planes. Yeah, you've been able now. to do that for years though. Okay, I thought they were finally coming around and letting you like make calls and stuff. No, they, I mean you can't unless they put a, a cell antenna on every single plane. Which isn't going to happen, but if they did, that would be kind of cool. But then you'd be like sitting next to people just being pissed off all day long, <laughs> you know, because these assholes won't shut their mouths while you're trying to sleep. <laughs> so please, if you're listening, American, United, Continental, British Airways, <laughs> whoever the hell wants to Resist listen. Resist AT&T and Verizon. Don't let them do it. Don't let them put cell phone antennas on your damn planes. <laughs> don't do it. Because then I'm I'm going to have to find my, my own, uh, <laughs> I guess... Make my own airline. <laughs> I was gonna say I've got a. I know a private pilot uh, up in your neck of the woods that we could probably hook you up with. So. Yeah, but he's he's nuts. <laughs> we'll get you covered. I don't want to do barrel rolls or <laughs> anything while I'm in my plane. He'll get you. He'll get you from A to B, Robert. He'll get me from A to B, but a very <laughs> scary, scary ride, I'm sure. Ah, uh, maybe. But we won't uh, say his name. We won't. <laughs> we won't say his name. Oh man, greatness happened though in September. Mother Teresa declared a saint by the Catholic Church. I thought everyone always called her Saint Mother Teresa. I thought she was. Well, it became official in September. Oh, okay. Because you, huh. they, they canonize you, which is How like... How long has she been dead, though? A while. I, I don't even know. It's probably hmm. been at least 10 years. Interesting. It's been a while. Well, I know it's a process. It is, it is a pretty long process. It is a pretty long process. Hmm. Um, so is she... so? Are just like are is so is she like a patron saint of something or is she just a saint? No, like, she's is there just a, a saint. She's just a saint. Okay. You know, you name you get named a saint. I forget the criteria for it, but it's like you have to have at least. It's gonna sound weird, but performed a couple of miracles in your life, and people have actually said that she had done that, like she had performed miracles, um, huh. you know, or when you pray to you know somebody or whatever and they all of a sudden some miracle happens like that counts i don't i don't know sorry you'll have to ask uh have to ask your brother who's catholic <laughs> i guess i yeah i was just curious good to know yeah there you go i mean no one's gonna no one's gonna argue against mother Teresa. i think everyone can agree that she was a fine woman yeah across faith lines the only ones that are probably going to disagree with you are the muslims <laughs> and i don't care what they think well i don't think they're going to disagree that she did some good stuff for a lot of people um, no, because Muslims at this point are going and killing a lot of Christians um, all over the place, so probably not a good idea. True. Um, anyway, uh, let's go to October. October. We had the World Series. That was fun. 
And? <laughs> and the Cubs won, and we found out that there are more Cubs fans in America than anyone ever thought was possible because they all showed up at during the World Series. Yeah. They'd, they'd been hiding in basements. They'd been hiding in Saddam holes on farms all across the country, and they all just, like, came crawling out, wiped the dust and muck off their blue and red and showed up for the World Series. I had no idea there were that many Cubs fans around. There aren't. There aren't. They're just fans because they won. That's the only <laughs> reason. You know, they wanted to see them do it. I'm glad they won, too. You know? Really? Uh, I was. A, I mean, I'm not a fan of the Indians or the Cubs, but I was really hoping the Indians were going to beat the Cubs, A, because of all the bandwagon Cubs fans that just... I don't even know where all the bandwagons come from. I've never seen so many, but... I wanted them to defeat those people, and I thought it would be nice for Cleveland I, you know to get, what? To get uh, two championships this year. I thought that would have been I, sweet. I preferred the Cubs, and the reason I preferred the Cubs is because the Indians did not invite Bob Euchre to do an announcement <laughs> or anything. I know he's a big Milwaukee guy. like He's a, a Brewers legend. I get that. But how funny would it have been to have Bob Euchre announcing a game in the World Series? It would be like you're watching Major League right there. <laughs> you know that's why i didn't want the indians to win because they they failed at it mm. all right you know everyone's got their reasons but he's yeah. hilarious yeah no he is <laughs> 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 okay anyway enough of the cubs I did, didn't know you felt so strongly about well it, you know what there, there's another point though that i want to make on on the indians is that they're an american league team and I'm a Rangers fan, so if the Rangers can't win, then I don't want an American League team to win. Just the Harsh way it man. is. Just the way it is. I prefer the National League. Anyway, um, what month were we on? October? November? I don't October. remember. That was, that was a World Series in October. There you go. Okay, November. November. What happens? Oh, my gosh. A couple November. of good things, actually. A couple of good things. A lot of stuff happened in November. But obviously, we got to go with the bigliest of the bigly, the Trump win. <laughs> yep, Trump trumped Clinton with a shocking performance, I might add. Yeah, <laughs> so shocking that I don't. I don't know if anyone's gonna know how to write about that whole deal for a while. I don't either. I have no idea. But well, whatever, you know, <laughs> he won. He's uh, taken over here in a couple of couple of weeks. So, I guess it's the end of an era. The Obama error, if you will. <laughs> oh, oh. Nice. I'm jealous. I didn't think of that one. That was sweet. Don't don't be jealous. I read it somewhere. I'm still jealous. I'm jealous for wherever you read it that I didn't come up from with it first. Yeah, it was. I think it's a meme. Like you can read it almost anywhere, Mike. So clearly you're not uh, <laughs> you're not kind of going through social media posts or anything like that, which is I've, fine. Whatever. I've been hanging out with the Cubs fans in our holes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Speaking of holes of Saddam and well, Fidel died. Fidel is done. Fidel Castro, he got dead. <laughs> and I'm not even I'm not sad whatsoever about that. People were mourning his death in the United States. Like people do I don't understand Fidel Castro or his politics or anything, his policies. He's a dictator. Yep. You know, why would anybody be sad that he died? I don't know. Just more misguided nonsense. Even that Elian Gonzalez fool. You remember him from years and years ago, right? No. Who? Elian Gonzalez. He Who's was like, that? 
the kid that the um that were oh, was like the US yes, Marshals the crashed that, like, his house. He was like America's immigrant darling. Yes, yes. Yes, I do remember who like survived the journey at sea. Yeah, and then obviously he goes back to Cuba because his dad is like being tortured by Fidel, I'm sure, and says, bring my kid back. I want him back. And then all of a sudden he's like the biggest Castro supporter. Well, of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? Otherwise, he would have gotten killed too. Stupid. Uh, But anyway, um, Mm. yeah. Yeah, so Fidel's done. Um, It'll be interesting to see. What happens with Cuba going forward, though? Well, his his brother is just as bad as he is. So that's what's going on? His brother's just taking over the family business? His brother's been in power for a while now. I forget when Raul Castro took uh, took control. So really, Fidel's death has like little impact over day-to-day operations in Cuba. Pretty much. It's just the, the death of a, of a momentous dictator from our history. A- exactly. Okay, well, that's too bad. Uh, so there's no hope and change for Cuba. No. Apparently his son is nuts, too. Well, how could you not be brought up in the in the Castro family like that, I guess? Yeah. I would, I would say you're probably pretty well indoctrinated. Yep. What and you, you probably have a pretty good gig if you're, like, in the family of dictators and nobody's overthrown you successfully, so. Yeah, well, no one's probably tried that hard anyway. It's hard to do when your country is embargoed pretty much with every country in the world except for Russia. So all you have <laughs> is a bunch of old shit. Yeah, that's true. You know? Mm. So, anyway. Um, December. Give me, December. Something, give, me, give me something good about December, Mike. I wish I could, Robert. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas happened. <laughs> there you go. Christmas and Hanukkah happen. That's right. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Pretty positive. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Yep, and Happy New Year to everyone, by the way. We didn't start off the podcast the way we probably Happy should have. Happy New Year! Um, but anyway, uh, so a tragedy, again, in December. Tragedy hit on December 3rd when 36 people died in a warehouse in California. Pretty sad. Caught yeah, that was, you know. uh, that was definitely a bit of a tragedy, but probably a preventable one. Yep. And there's still a criminal investigation going on on it, so it's probably something where they're going to have a big issue, at least someone's going to. Um, with most likely 38 counts of murder, or 36 counts of murder at some point. Um, but it was a sad situation, though. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, anything else different happened in December? Oh, man. What else happened in December? I don't know. That, sh- that should be the month that we're, like, best versed on. Because well, it just happened. You know, other than, of course, the Electoral College actually officially, you know, all those crazy elector people, you know, People were shouting at them, you know, change your vote to Hillary, you know, and they said, no. <laughs> Never mind. Um, do, I'm not going to do that because that's stupid. Um, but, you know, that happened in December. True. So, True. But I don't know. I think, you know what, I think we've covered a lot of stuff uh, that people probably could have forgotten about. That's you know, true. We hit year. on a lot of relevant topics. And I think you have something pr- pretty special in, in mind here that uh, we also would like to bring to the attention of our listeners Yeah, so they could have possibly forgotten about it, but shouldn't. A lot of people are memorializing a lot of the celebrities that have died this year, like David Bowie, Prince, um, you know, Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher. You know, but what they're not talking about is we kind of want to recognize the men and women in our armed forces that have passed away this year um, overseas in, you know, in combat. So we're going to just kind of read off a little bit of a list here. Um, just to kind of show our support. We support the military 100%. 100%. Uh, 
hundred percent. Um, you know, in anything that they do, despite the politics of our nation. So, you know, we're going to start off with with January here. So, um, U.S. Army Staff Sergeant Matthew McClintock, age thirty. U.S. Air Force Major John Gary, forty-two. U.S. Army Sergeant Joseph Stifter, age thirty. U.S. Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Louis Carden. Unfortunately, no no age was given there. U.S. Air Force Airman First Class Nathaniel McDavid, age 20. U.S. Navy Special Warfare Operator First Class Charles Keating, 31. U.S. Army First Lieutenant David Bowders, no age given. U.S. Navy Gunner's Mate Seaman Connor McKagey, 19. U.S. Navy Petty Officer Second Class Andrew Clement, 38. U.S. Navy First Lieutenant Anais A. Tober, she was 25. U.S. Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Flando Jackson, age 45. U.S. Army Staff Sergeant Christopher Wilbur, age 36. U.S. Army Staff Sergeant Matthew Thompson, age 38. U.S. Army Staff Sergeant Adam Thomas, age 31. U.S. Army Sergeant Douglas Riney, 26. U.S. Army First Lieutenant Jeffrey Cooper, 25. U.S. Army Warrant Officer Travis Tomeo, age 32. U.S. Navy Aviation Airman Devin Faulkner, 24. U.S. Navy Chief Petty Officer Jason Finan, age 34. U.S. Army Captain Andrew Byers, 30. U.S. Army Soldier Ryan Gloyer, age 34. U.S. Army Private First Class, Tyler Lubelt, age 20. U.S. Army Sergeant John Perry, age 30. U.S. Army Staff Sergeant Matthew Llewellyn, age 27. U.S. Army Staff Sergeant Kevin McEnroe, age 30. U.S. Army Staff Sergeant James Moriarty, age 27. U.S. Army Sergeant John Perry, age 30. U.S. Navy Senior Chief Petty Officer Scott Dayton. U.S. Army Sergeant First Class Alan Brown, age 46. So we want to thank these men and women, their families, for the sacrifice they've given in defense of our country. Absolutely. So with that being said, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast and getting to know us a little bit since we also got started in 2016. We left that off of our, uh, our calendar of events. Um, it wasn't important. It, it was kind of important. It was, it was, you know, mildly momentous, but, uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to us in 2016 and encourage you, uh, to listen to us in 2017, tell your friends, get them to listen to, Hey, why not? It's a, it's a fun thing to do, but you should each download your own episodes to listen to. Um, don't share. Um, but yeah, you can download our episodes on iTunes. You should subscribe. You should follow us on Twitter at LLMP podcast where we are pretty active and we like to interact with you. So tweet at us, we'll tweet back and uh, check out our website, llppodcast.com. And thanks for listening. We look forward to uh, more fun episodes in 2017.